That segment was brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast just as great as this in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to Washed Up. Today we had Graham Hawthorne pop in with us. We talked a little bit about this Chicago, what he's doing in downtown Chicago during quarantine, how he's adapted, what's new and different in his life. And we get into that. It's just nice to have a fresh voice in it. So let's just get right to it. Welcome back to the Washed Up Podcast. You can come get me. all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the washed up podcast today we have a very special guest he started a brand called this chicago they make some of the coolest sweatshirts and crew necks out there, and they're going to be dropping T-shirts hopefully next month, and all of their proceeds go to local Chicago charities. It's a great cause, founded by a great guy. Everybody welcome Graham Hawthorne. Welcome, welcome. Thank welcome you, boys. Graham. How are you guys doing? It's great to be on here. Dude, rocking, some, rocking some of your pillows. We are all rocking. Right, you're looking great. Other than Brett. Yeah. Yeah, I, I missed the memo on that one. <laughs> Honestly, Brett, fuck you. You got you gotta <laughs> you gotta research who's coming on the pod, Brez. That's just beginner stuff. I know. Um, I gotta get an order in, bruh. Factual. I got you, man. I'll I'll hook you up whenever. <laughs> I, All right. I just wanna say, uh, you know, to quote the great Alan Iverson, you guys are just a fresh breath air. And you know, <laughs> listen to the show's been Helped me through these weird times, so it's it's an honor to be on here. I'm excited, dude. We're happy I, to have you. I take a little uh, quote from Alan Iverson about weightlifting in my life. That's it's just too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Graham, let's get into a little bit. What made you want to start the Chicago? How did that all come to be? What it is like actually having a website, getting orders, and shipping them out. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. A lot of people recently that have been asking me, saying like, oh, I never knew you were passionate about streetwear or I never knew you were into that sort of thing. And the funny thing is, is that I honestly really wasn't until recently. Um, so this Chicago, it, it started because I, like a lot of other people, would just doodle all the time during boring fucking classes. Yeah. Um, and I would always just be drawing these little goofy characters. <laughs> so uh yeah so there's this uh one day when me and my girlfriend sarah who 
a little known fact is actually Brez's cousin. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> family stuff. <Yeah. laughs> family tree. But uh, so, yeah, when Sarah, when she was living in River Forest, we would like maybe probably like once a week we'd kill a couple bottles of wine and smoke a couple blunts, and <laughs> we would just sit out on our back porch and just and just draw for yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, don't tell, buddy. <laughs> but we would just I don't know. We'd sit on our back porch and we'd draw. And I would always just be sketching out these little characters that were based off of some Chicago street artists. And then one day, her Sarah's older sister, Bridget, her two friends, Laquan and Sean, came over. And we were just all hanging out, talking, playing drinking games. <clears throat> and they told me that they like digitalize you know, drawings. And Laquan could use this dope-ass machine that he bought and embroider designs on clothing. So I thought it would be kind of cool to just pick out a couple of the designs and make some hoodies for just, you know, my family and for myself. Yeah. And then, uh, so I had no intention of making a brand or anything like that. It was just kind of a fun little thing to do. But the next thing I know, people were asking me, Oh, where'd you get that? Where can I get one? Yep. And, uh, yeah, just like that, the Chicago was born. That's That's awesome. That's so sweet. So it was kind of, uh, the guy who embroids all of them was just kind of luck of the draw for you. Like you just, yeah. you just so happened to know him. Like you didn't yeah, exactly. have to search. That's unreal. Yeah. He's a, he's an OPRF guy too, actually, but it was super random and super cool. Fire yeah, up Huskies. This is my favorite sweatshirt. No doubt. Like I'm wearing it right now. Not only because I did my research on like breads because you're coming on. But Dude, I knew about this. Chicago. <laughs> I'm so slow as hell. I probably, I don't know when you gave it to me or probably like two months ago. I probably washed it twice. It's not gross. It's because I can't take you know, three hours without it. I'm not kidding. I wear it all the time. And also just because, I mean, for a great cause as well, but I, I literally have been begging. I love sweatshirts, but I can never find the right one. And it's like perfect for me because like you called it a goofy little character on it. And that's like in, as they say, even though I don't care about wearing in clothes, but it's just perfect. <laughs> thank you a lot. No, they're, thank, thank you, Brady. They're all super fresh. Like the, all of the ones that you guys are wearing, I like a lot. Like if I were going to get one, I'd get the exact same one that Cliff, Cliff has on right now. I love that one. Hell What's yeah. wrong with mine? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing. I just like the black face better, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. But that's sweet. I'm, so I'm you're gonna get a couple though, for sure. You're gonna hey, get a appreciate couple. you guys. Love you guys. Absolutely. I just want it so when I take off the sweatshirt, it's just the same guy underneath me, and I want to see how many <laughs> layers I can just take off. We're and gonna if, get you a we're gonna get you a t-shirt. Yeah. Maybe a, uh, if, like a, a sleeveless tank. Yeah. Some underwear. So here's the real thing. Can we rotate this guy? Just like just 30 degrees each shirt, and I'll just look like he's doing a goddamn cartwheel every like time I take it. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We're going to get that in rotation for sure, just for you, Cliff. Thank you, brother. Um, I think, Cliff, you could break that new record that they have out for like the most shirts taken off or put on. <laughs> I swear, I just saw it. It's like blowing up right now. Yeah. It'll be great for the brand, and they'll break a world record. Absolutely. And maybe once we start making shirts, we'll get a little washed-up logo on the bottom of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll oh, hot collab. Yeah. Be very down. Um, Graham, uh, where can the people find you? 
You can follow us on Instagram at this.chicago. And if you want to check out our recently launched website, you can go to www.thischicago.shop. Thanks, everybody. Graham, would you consider yourself washed up? Cool. Um, so this is actually, I was thinking of a couple hot takes for you guys. Cause I know you guys always have the hot takes cooked up. Um, I was thinking of whether or not I was washed up and, and I, it, I thought about it long and hard. Yeah. And don't judge me before I explain it. <laughs> sounds but like, I got it. <laughs> it sounds like literally everything I've ever said in my life. Yeah. <laughs> You said that episode one and then stopped having to say it because nobody's going to believe yeah. what we say anyway. <laughs> but keep going, sorry. Yeah. So, again, don't judge me. <laughs> I would say that of all of us here right now, I am 1,000% the least washed up person here. <laughs> and I, that's, only meant, that's only meant to be a slight dig because for me, there's, there's nothing really to wash up. Right. So like, I was like, oh, man, right. Okay. I was, never I was never amazing at any particular sport. You know, soccer was my game, but I cut I got cut from the varsity team my senior year. Oh yeah. Um, my my lifetime sports highlights probably winning the CFRS intermediate Monday night APA championship. Fuck what yeah. the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Cliff was actually on that team, that soccer team. I just drinking Cold Ducati out of that trophy yeah. was was the sweetest sports related victory I've ever had. So uh, Brady, that yeah. team we talked about it a little last week when uh, we were focusing on like what sports is act, like lack of sports is actually doing to our mental capacity, and yeah. that team that we won that championship with was like the soccer games that I would go to at like ten thirty. Oh, okay, and well, like maybe next time, be like, hey, we won a soccer championship instead of QRSTUV. Yeah, you know. ABC Monday Night Raw. <laughs> but I mean, the last thing people want to hear is that Pat Clifford won a championship because I've been screaming state champion 2012 fastest pinch runner for like 18 years. We won it in 2012. What, what, what was more sweet of a victory, Pat? That state championship or the the CFRS chip that we took? It had to be the CFRS because I actually played. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was like my dream. Yeah, not play. Yeah, I mean, I almost got to pinch run in the state championship, but the guy who I was going to go pinch run for grounded out instead of getting a hit, like a jag. Typical. Typical. Um, yeah. So, Graham, what is uh, how you been passing the time with quarantine? Because we've all we've already talked about it a little previous that like this lack of sports is just murdering morale every day. Yep. Yep. So what what do you uh advise people to do if they haven't yet or like what's getting you through this? So over quarantine I'd say that probably I've been spending about ten percent of my time fantasizing about playing Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> And about 90% of my time losing rounds of Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> and a test. I've played with Graham a few times. <laughs> so that's been going on for me. I, I think I put in about six hours yesterday. Um, I've been drinking a ton of boxed wine. Me and the roomies have probably taken out like 10 or 12 Boda boxes. Or as <laughs> we like to call them Boda Bays. 
<laughs> oh my god, those are those are shmoney. Oh, they're great, and they each have like four bottles of wine in each of them, and actually pretty good wine. So we'll we'll, we'll take out a few of those bad boys and just have a great time. Yeah, dude. the The only thing that I've ever heard of keeping track of like hours you've been on and turning it into days is like Call of Duty or Halo mm-hmm. used to do it, or maybe just the stations itself do it. But like, I would love to see those numbers for anything else. Like you put those numbers on what I've done, like the amount of times I've spent like dribbling a basketball, throw that number at me. I'll eat that shit all the way up. Like how much time Aimlessly scrolling through Instagram. Right. Or yeah. Like, or oh my God. Like the amount of times I've just like stood with the fridge door open. Like if, <laughs> if that can translate into how many days that's added up, that could be a wild stat for the people. Yeah, I think I would be the number one leader of time wasted that easily could have been spent on bettering myself. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm right there with you. Yeah, we'd all be but up there. Even when I think about it, it makes me want to do nothing even more when I'm like, oh, I should be doing something else. <laughs> nah, like, ah, nah, not tomorrow for sure. That's dude, a vicious cycle. If procrastination <laughs> yeah, was an Olympic sport, I'd have more medals than Michael Phelps. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I would stop procrastinating if it didn't work every time. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Why does procrastinating always work? But And, like, why in my head do I believe that it's the right thing to do? Yeah. yeah. But we should all stop stop procrastinating tomorrow. I'm going to do that. Well said. Can we put that off till next Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> next week. Next week. Next week. Um fuck forgot what i was gonna say um oh but so you stopped what's up you got it you already uh, i was just gonna say uh, one other cool thing what's well, it's cool to me that i've been doing over quarantine is i i took my first bong rip in like f- five years yesterday <laughs> so that was really exciting that's really cool it was awesome Brez- mike, mike mike got a slow-mo video of it and mike <laughs> just like out to here and then i just start coughing up a lung it, it's great oh that's phenomenal brez you used to be the king of bong chops oh my god so many fat rips <laughs> i was like norm chomsky i was like so many fucking mobiles it was so gross the thing is, you get more addicted to the tobacco from the bong rip than yeah. the actual weed. But then you're just like, like you're you're caked, like you're just done. How, how, did, you, how did you deal with that head rush? The mole head rush is insane. Oh, I mean, you get used to it. Like I used to rip them like a lot. Yeah, I heard um, that tobacco products were addictive. I'm not sure though. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but always got them on me. Dip. Yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Dip. Yeah. Welcome to the Washed Up Podcast, where we are sponsored by Dip. Yeah. Um, no, I used to, yeah. Dude, the thing is, then that would make procrastination so much easier because you couldn't fucking move. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, it's not your fault. Yeah. Like, well, like, there was nothing uh, I could do. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I just said I'm just stuck on my couch. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> the mole took over the wheel. Yeah. Uh, Graham, so in you're in uh would you call it Wicker Park, right? 
Yeah, yeah. What do you notice about the downtown Chicagoans with all this, like, stay-at-home order, only picking up food, maybe delivering? Have you noticed anything, like, just absurd or just dumb or anything like that? Um, I mean, I would say people were people downtown were taking the quarantine pretty seriously until maybe, like, two days ago. I mean, over, over the weekend, the, the weather was pretty nice, and we were taking a walk around Wicker Park, and there were just people everywhere. I mean, it, you there's a, a park in Wicker Park called Wicker Park, and we were throwing a <laughs> stone. Oh, what a never guessed! Yeah, what? <laughs> fucking crazy, but fucking we were, we were throwing a all around, and there's just like people with cases of beer out and just throwing frisbees and baseballs and footballs, was having a good time. So I, it just it was great to see it was the first time i felt actually normal in the past however long yeah lori so, life's great. great lori life but it's going to be making an appearance this week one of oh, the for sure yeah who hasn't been in the office for this whole entire time came back today like like you said on saturday there was a lot of people out and it's like people are just done and i can't really blame them but they're gonna they're gonna do something about it again yeah. which sucks but mm-hmm. I mean, like when I was moving out yesterday, there were more people in Eckerd Park than I had seen in the two years that I'd lived there combined. There was probably really? like a hundred people in the park. It was berserk. It, like it's it was just, unbelievable. It's absurd how humans work now. It's just the more you tell them they can't do something, they just want to do it even more. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Agreed. I was fucking. I'm Exhibit A. Yeah. I mean, I legitimately just had that. I was. My I uh, was doing some editing for my project, um, and I was having a cigar outside. And my mom like walked outside, and she was like, "Just make sure you don't smoke any pot while you're out here." And I was like, "I don't even have it, but now that you don't want me to, I want to just find it <laughs> right now." And like, I haven't smoked weed in like six months. Like, there's no reason for her to say that. And like, immediately when she does, I'm just like. Mm. Time I'm, about for, I'm, I'm about to fucking blunt, like, bitch. you see me, there's going to be a blunt as big as this cigar. Yeah, but I have been smoking. I've been smoking a lot more cigars ever since the last dance started. Oh, mm. my God. It's like, I've I, turned I, it I up. Cigars. Like, I, I fucking I don't love know why. them. I've, I've always hated them because I always forget and I inhale them. Maybe because it's mm-hmm. part of another addiction that I have. Whatever. So be it. But he's just so <laughs> cool. We'll get into that later, but yeah. is just the definition of cool. We will get into that later. Um, Graham, I was going through your Twitter um, doing research like somebody should, um, <laughs> and uh, you had a tweet about Max Kelleher. Max yeah, Kellerman. Uh, Kellerman, and I want you to get into it. The, the tweet said, this guy is so far up his own ass. And it was just a quote tweet of like him just being absurd. And I agree with you because he was saying that you want Andre Iguodala taking the last shot rather than Steph Curry. Yep. And that's just blasphemy. So yeah, that is the coldest take of all time. Yeah. But Tom Brady has been falling off a cliff for 12 years to Max Kellerman. Yep. (laughs) That's another one. That's another one, Brady. What was that one? Yeah. For those saying that Tom Brady's been falling off a cliff for like five years, oh, (laughs) saying it every year, every year he says it. Obviously, I love Tom Brady, so there's the emotional factor, and then he's just wrong, yeah, all the fucking time. I'll let Greg get into it because he might hate him more than me. Actually, I don't hate anybody, yeah, but but I want to hear it. 
yeah. yeah, like like Brady, I, I don't hate anybody. Um, but but I, I hate Max Kellerman. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Max Kellerman, born August 6, 1973. <laughs> He's an American sports television personality, and most of you guys probably know him from being on first take with uh Stephen A. Smith. This guy, I, like me and all of my 33 followers on Twitter, we're, we're, we're all about to just lose it over this guy because I, I think I'm going to try and start a war with him. He <laughs> comes up with the coldest takes of all time, but he says them with such like tenacity and such conviction that it's, it's, it almost makes me want to just take a baseball bat to my, to my screen. I, he was talking about the, the tweet that I retweeted was, yeah, him talking about how he wanted Andre Iguodala to take a last second shot over Steph Curry. He's also talking about how um, Kawhi Leonard is more clutch than Kobe, which is, I mean, <laughs> RIP. That's just that's blasphemy. Yeah, that's, I'm not even, I don't know Max Kellerman that well, but God damn it. It's like, have some, have some respect. I feel, I, I have this feeling that he just kind of says shit to get headlines and, yeah, he just he just kind of lays it up for Stephen A. Smith to just take a fucking hammer to him. Yeah, because oh, Stephen no. A. will lay into him. But oh my god, I, I'm me and my 33 followers. We're we're about to we're about to we have some words for Max Kellerman. Well, I do follow you, so I'm already in that 33. But let's get a little side of Brez because I think he just like clenched his knees together hearing what Max Kellerman has to say. Oh my god, he is like he's such a clown. The Kobe take, over, like the Kawhi over Kobe take, is so reactionary because he said that after he hit that shot against the 76ers. It was like, bitch, Kobe hit like two of those in the finals. Also, Kobe, it, like, who else could tear their Achilles and then walk, take two free throws, and then walk off the court? That is ice right. cold. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. Kawhi sat out for a year. Dude, Ka- was- Kawhi's been sitting out. This season, he was sitting out like every other game. Yeah. I got two things on that. Number one, I forgot to mention that when we were talking about that Phillies fan, and I know this is going to hurt your guys' hearts a little bit, but after he hit that home run, I just started screaming quadruple, like when the Phillies guy hit the home run, screaming quadruple doink, quadruple doink about Kawhi Leonard. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But number two, like me and Graham are saying that we don't hate anybody. But I give Max Kellerman a zero out of zero. If you're famous, I have to give you a one out of ten because that means somebody likes you and you stick around because somebody likes you and you have to respect that because somebody thinks that they're good. But no, Max Kellerman is the only human being I've ever given a zero out of ten to. The zero out of zero, and I'll never respect it. Damn, that's a shot fired, and I love to hear it. Yeah. Brady, I think uh, you might need to give me a follow on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> we, got some, we got some pitchforks to ignite. I'm down. Let's <laughs> double team. I, I would probably roast us somehow, though. <laughs> I would love it, honestly. If he just clapped back, that'd be the all. That'd be all time. That's all I would yeah, do. Yeah, if we just got him to give us a reaction. Yep. But he's one of the guys where he just like popped out. Like, you never know, like, where, like, for me at least, I'm like, what, where did he get this somewhat so called knowledge about anything? Like, he didn't play anywhere. He didn't do anything. Um, he just kind of appeared. Like, Stephen A. Smith has always seems like he's cracked out on Adderall. Like, his eyes are always like, 
I guess he's like a boxing expert or something. That's how. Yeah, goes. that's where he started his career up. And I was like, well, I will knock this guy out. How does he know about boxing? I'm a pacifist. I don't fight. I don't fight. I just, <laughs> I just like watching it. Um, but I mean, other notables that just like shouldn't be on TV talking about things, like. Jason Witten comes to mind and that, thank God that he went oh, back God. to the NFL because the dude was like a toaster. Like he just stood there and it's like every now and then like you'd bring it down and then four minutes later, something would pop up. Like he never had score more points than the other team to win booger. He's like, is that what I just tried to cook? Like that was cooking for four minutes and you popped up with score more points. He got yeah. so screwed because he came two years or three years after Gruden, and then after like Romo had the year of his life this year, announcing too. So Witten just got screwed. First, yeah. even though he stunk, he stunk. He deserved to get screwed. But also, when I said that toaster thing, had no idea where I was going, and then got somewhere. <laughs> I liked it. So that worked out really, really well. It was it's a, a He's a toaster. He he goes out, he runs the four yards, he curls, and then he can throw him the ball or he blocks. Yeah. He does exactly what you need him to do, and he can't do anything other than that. Yeah. I um, And also, the uh, I, I forget when this was, but I think it was like three years ago when the Ball family was like super, super in the media. And it was just LeVar and Stephen A. Smith screaming at each other, and all I got was just high school lunchroom flashbacks just like the most ignorant screaming at each other and like not even making remote sense like who had five bush lights on saturday and who had six <laughs> it's just brutal like these people that pop up on tv i just don't understand like give me a shot you know i don't know that's why like i love when they get treated with stuff like that, like even Stephen A. Smith has had it come back to him a couple of times. Like Tom Waddle did it to him was like, because you didn't like Tom Waddle was like, I'm right because you didn't play. You don't know. And what is, what do they have to say back to that? Like, you can't really say anything. Right. Yeah. That's kind of, that's like such a hard flex. It's like, shut up. peasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to get Stephen A. Smith to shut up. Yeah, yeah, that takes that's, a lot. A, it takes a lot because the man he does know his stuff, and he when he talks, he you know he has so much conviction. Whenever right. Stephen A. Smith speaks, you're like this man. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is silent. Yeah, first thing yeah. is so funny because Stephen A. Smith and Max Cutterman, okay, they may know what they're talking about a little bit, but the whole first like 25 minutes of the show is them just babbling like me and Pat just saying random facts that aren't true, and then the last five minutes are just them like. Take, retracting everything they said and then end right like a good note with yeah. nothing accomplished <laughs> not a yeah. thing it's a good summation of the show not a thing but they definitely get a few headlines yeah no attention grabbers they're, they're only there for the spicy takes yeah so last week we did talk about like how we're missing sports and we got a little bit into that um but i just want to tell you guys a little bit about graham um, because I have a great memory. I posted that video, if you follow Washed Up on Instagram, that video of Graham yelling that he was going to go $300 up at the casino. There was about 10 of us at that lake house at that time. Not a single one of us went up. I think one person might have broke even, 
but not a single one of us went up. And when we got back from the hotel or from the casino, Graham gets there and he's like, guys, I gotta, I gotta get out of here like early in the morning. We're like, that's fucking not happening. And Graham was supposed to go to Six Flags the next morning. It's like, what are you going to do? Get on a fucking ride drastically hungover. You're going to drive three hours to get there. And then what? Throw up on a little kid and ruin their day at Six Flags? <laughs> yeah. And so we fast forward to the next morning and we're all sitting around the table. Graham hasn't, we don't know where Graham is. We're like, did he actually leave? Like nobody knows where he is. And then he comes downstairs just going, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a great, phenomenal weekend. I, I actually, I did end up making it to Six Flags the day after I was supposed to read it. <laughs> um, it was Fright Fest. And it, let me tell you, the, the most frightening thing was the hangover. <laughs> I, was, I think I hit Raging Bull one time and the, re- the rest of the trip. Oh my God. Done. Stumped. You're done. Yeah, never again. No. I bought like 20 packs of those Excedrin that's supposed to calm your stomach down. Didn't work at all. Not even a little bit. I ate. No. Why would it? We've been trying to cook up a hangover recipe for fucking seven years now. And that it's just nothing works. But when it does, I will make sure I get it to you so you can get the six flags again. <laughs> Crazy. I love it. You're always looking out. I'm not even going to look to sell it or make billions. I'm just going to make it for you. Just, <laughs> just yeah. in exchange. Hey, everybody. Just in exchange for this Chicago merch. T-shirts going up next month. That's a billion-dollar industry, so I guess I am making billions. You got yourself a deal, my man. All right. Graham, do you have uh, any stories about us that you want to share before we move on to the last dance and call this episode a finito? Yeah, so I was thinking about – all of my favorite with actually all three of you. And I came up with a couple. Um, so I'll start with Brez. <laughs> Last summer, we were all in a 16, 16 inch softball league. And, uh, we, you know, we were, we were cruising through the season. Everything was going great. We were, we were doing, doing really well. And I think Matt, you subbed on for a couple of games or maybe, maybe just one, but yeah, there was this one game where, you showed up a little bit late and I remember I was standing in like right field and you just come out from the parking lot and deep right, like behind me. <laughs> and we could just hear their team and we're all like, Oh, Brez is here. Let's go. Let's go. And the other team is just, like, you can hear them groaning. It's like, Oh dude, this dude is jacked. Like he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're fucked. And then the next inning rolls around and we're up to bat and I was batting last, of course, so I, I, I got on base somehow, probably in, in there. And then, Brez, since you showed up late, you were put after me. So you mm-hmm. got you, you stepped up to the plate, and the first baseman, he just starts motioning to his outfield. He's like, back, <laughs> back, fuck up. And I was thinking, like, holy shit, is Brez, is Brez just about to go yabo on this? And the pitcher just lobs one up. I don't think I could have fit I, I could have fit my head in between the space that your bat swung and the sixteen inch softball. Oh, it was ugly. <laughs> it was horrible. It was a solid foot away from the ball. And I remember it was like oh it was so funny. It's, 
we ended up taking the dub, so it was all great. I love it. Hey, I ended up chasing it, turns around, <laughs> and just goes, three. fuck this, come back, come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring in the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> So that was oh, hysterical. That, was... that, that, that makes me laugh to this day. Brez, I think you're on three pitches. <laughs> Brez, I think Brez, I think you actually subbed for me that game. Yeah. <laughs> I was not the ringer that you are, Cliff. <laughs> Maybe the ringer the other way. You brought morale. <laughs> you, you, you made morale high. Yeah. Brez, so thank you for that. Oh, I got you, Graham. But uh, I'll okay. for an embarrassing strikeout. <laughs> Oh, love it though. But uh, okay, so Brady, I, I was thinking about this, and it's funny because Brady and I have actually we've only met once. Best day uh, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. For for meeting you and also the the other person we met this day. Okay, so I'm getting into that. So only met Brady once, but I actually I have, I have two favorite memories of Brady. Um, the first was we were all at we were all in Long Beach. Uh, Pat had us all up there, and we were at the casino. You know, just just kind of down there, like not doing very hot. And all of a sudden, our, our blackjack dealer changes. It's a ship change, and this little woman sits down, and she's like, "Hey, what's going on, y'all? Like, my name's Miss Terry." <laughs> And Miss Terry, let me tell you, she was the coolest fucking blackjack dealer I have ever had. This is a professional, the blue chip you see, you know, she It's she top notch. Top, like, it's top notch. It's a top notch <laughs> casino. And like, I would be, it, I'd be sitting on like a 15 or something. I'd be like, oh, hit for sure. And she's like, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she made me so much fucking money that I eventually lost. But, uh, <laughs> But Brady had, had you just gotten screwed over on on a really bad hand, and um, you were kind of pacing around the table, just ripping heaters <laughs> left and right. I think I might have seen you take down a whole pack in the span of like twenty five minutes or so. That's what it seemed like, at least from my end. But uh, long, long story short, we all went down money that night. But you were just cracking me up because you just kept on coming back to the table. <laughs> Saying like a snarky remark and then just like <laughs> fucking it around to take another lap. I like you, Miss Terry, but you evil. <laughs> no, she said, yes. like, if you guys all know me, I'm usually super nice, super chill. Don't don't have a mean bone in my body. But this day, we were drunk. We were <laughs> Railing cigarettes, lost so much money. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was pacing back and forth was how much money I lost. And then I would leave the table because I would think that I go to the ATM and get more money and then I couldn't so I'd come back even more mad and then Miss Terry was the best and she knew I was messing around and I said one more snarky comment she goes hey you funny but you evil <laughs> I was like okay this is, this is how I know it's time to stop fucking around <laughs> Chris Montroy was also being a slimy frog that weekend oh, big old slime frog and miss put whatever, my body on you whenever Chris would say something Miss Terry, she would just look at him and just be like, okay, Frogman. <laughs> Whatever you Whatever say. You say <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, you got to post that video of when he sack past me. Oh, yeah. So, it's okay. So that, so that was actually – so me and Brady only met once, but the second favorite memory was the, the day before I actually got up to Long Beach, Pat had everybody over for the weekend, but yeah. I could only make it for the second day. Mm-hmm. 
so I hop into my 1997 Buick LeSabre that can only go like 40 miles a fucking hour. And I'm just like, just moving through this huge snowstorm. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, yeah. you know, there's a huge snowstorm going on. I'm looking like an undercover police officer in this fucking 97 Buick. I'm not even sure if I'm going to make it to Long Beach alive. I feel like the car's going to die me. So I'm sitting there stuck in traffic and I'm like, you know, maybe I should just turn back around. I, it's, it'll be fun to go up for a night, but honestly, this is crazy. Yeah. But then I, I was at a standstill and I checked my phone and I pull up a Snapchat from the night before. And it was of Chris laying down over this chair, just sprawled out, looking slimy. With his, <laughs> hair, his hair like draped over his eyes and whatnot. And Brady comes out of nowhere, just five stars the shit out of him. And then Chris just hops up immediately and sacks taps Brady. And it was just the funniest fucking video. And I, I, I didn't look back at all. I kept going. I had to make it to Long Beach. <laughs> I had to give him a high five because I felt like such an asshole right when I did it. But I had to do it. Yeah. I did not expect him to have that type of quick reaction. I was like, good, good deal. Good back and forth. That was a five-star sack tap, too. Oh, yeah. So good. That was a wild combo. I'm so pumped I got that on film because I just knew, like, Chris was in a bad place. So I was like, we need to document this somehow. Brady just comes up five-star. Chris just (laughs) – and just fucking sack tap. Chris throws the shocker to the the camera, and then (laughs) I thought Oh, fucking love you, Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. Frog, man. <laughs> Whatever you say, Whatever you frog, say, frog, man. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, and then, uh, Pat, I'll make this quick. My favorite memory about you, um, aside from winning the CFRS Intermediate Monday night 8v8 championship together. Yeah. Thank you. My, my favorite memory has to be when I bet we were all in your garage, and I bet – Jack, these 10 to 1 odds that this portable Starbucks coffee <laughs> cup that you had on the shelf, I bet him that it would shatter if it fell off of the shelf. Uh-huh. And so we grabbed the cup, and if and Thies is going to drop it from chest height, and if it shatters, I get 10 bucks. But if it doesn't, he gets 100. So I'm sitting there sweating, like, oh shit, this thing <laughs> better drop. And I can't remember who took the video, but. It's just—it's so perfect. It, it's slow motion, and you just—the last thing you hear is Kevin with his infamous "cracks to wash" <laughs> line, and then these drops it, and it just slowly falls, and then just explodes to a million pieces on your garage floor. And me and you were <laughs> video. It just pans to me and you, and we're both just cracking up like <laughs> the whole room's going nuts. It, it was, it was dude. It went into a thousand pieces. Like right on contact too. Like not even like a bounce. Like the minute a point touched the floor, the whole thing exploded, like just shatters. And I remember I had like my long hair at the time and I just went. And then me and Graham just started cracking up. And Kevin, yeah, Kevin, right before it was dropped, Kevin just screamed, a crack's a wash. If it cracks, it doesn't count. (laughs) <laughs> it was fucking absurd man oh, that's that great 
we have so all those are, those are my favorite memories of you boys we have many more to make but uh yeah love you guys love you graham this has been great um you guys i have uh, a scorching take to we can wrap this up with a little last dance and a little uh what i'll lead us into but this i came to this in like thought in the shower and i was just like freaking out about how well it could work right so during the last dance mj was playing baseball or playing baseball and then had to go film space jam 2 and like the people were saying if it wasn't for space jam 2 like mj might not have been able to like compete at the level like blah blah blah, because he had that dome he had a practice facility and then he brought a bunch of nba players in to have five on five games and so MJ took that break, and now Space Jam 2 is supposed to have LeBron, and LeBron is forced to take a break right now due to the coronavirus, right? Mm. So the virus takes the place of the Monstars in Space Jam 2. You already have the starting two for the coronavirus team and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And LeBron has to, like, single-handedly, with the help of the Looney Tunes, beat the coronavirus. And then... like we're all screwed. Right, dude? And, I mean, you give them a dome. You've been... Yeah, a bunch of people just come, get fives. You get cameras in there, the whole shebang. You got crazy five-on-fives for all the months of production. In my head, it just clicked, and I was like, that makes sense. And then I started saying it, and I was like, I don't know, man. Who knows? No, I think it works perfectly. That is a good take. I love that. I got I got money to that screenplay. I got five on it. <laughs> I got 5,000. Okay, Brady, we lost a lot at Blue Chip. <laughs> I made it back this week horse racing because I'm a handicapper now. You're a handicapper? No, I retired. Yeah, you're all done. <laughs> Um, bet on German soccer. It's, I told you, it's either all sports or no sports. Horse racing is a lifestyle, not a sport. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fair. Um, well, Graham, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we hope that we get just a spike in viewership because of your beautiful mug and your soothing voice to be on this for us. Um, love you guys. I appreciate it. Love you, brother. Brez, Brady, any last words? Um... Go Bulls. I know right now it looks bad because at the end of the last dance, it said the Bulls started a rebuild at the end of the 98 season, and we're still going through it. All right? We're going we're gonna to bounce back. We always do. We're going to bounce back from the virus, and the Bulls are going to bounce back by 2040. 2040? Yeah, because they're procrastinating too. Yeah, I'll be long gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Appendixes are stupid. Yeah. That's what we're going to leave it on. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, catch us next time on the Washed Up Podcast. It's Ben Cliff, Brady, Brez, and our special guest, Graham Hawthorne. Thank you all so much. Peace, love, and happiness. Hear from us next time. Peace and love. Peace. with me get high you catch your vibe with me this music that make you feel good do it for the real ones do it while i still can this is for the real fans we're singing along with the satellite shows i know i ain't so fly don't you think
think so too. Shorty tryna come through to kick it like kung fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. It break goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music. Ain't ain't losing, homie. homie. 